welcome to the Chronicles of the Event Ninja. This is Ninja, aka GL, and I am back for a solo episode. Um, and today, let's catch up on everything that's esports, right? Uh, it's been a while that I've actually gave out some news about esports and everything. And also, let's wish everybody a happy Canada Day, happy 4th of July, and the withdrawal of Comic-Con that's happening right now. Um, I have several interviews coming up with uh, some people from Comic-Con who misses it and everything. And I obviously been spreading the throwback on previous uh, Comic-Con shoots that I've done. Well, not really shoots, like just the events itself, you know, uh, in terms of cosplaying, because I know that the cosplayer... Uh, I've, as I've mentioned in previous uh, podcasts, the fact that, you know, I've met a lot of cosplayer through Co- Montreal Comic Con and everything. And like, it's uh, sad not to be able to meet them again this year because of the fact that there was confinement and, and everything. And it's been a slow roll in order to push out new content and because of the fact that, you know, I wish I can collab with everybody, but the thing is, you know, got to do safe distance and the fact that now I'm working from home, I'm not like downtown and everything. So I can't meet up with everybody's, but hopefully like July and August, you know, there's projects coming soon and we'll see if that becomes fruition and we'll go from there. So let's get back on to esports. Um, so first thing first, Rainbow Six, North American division. Um, I'm particularly paying attention to the Canada division. And as per Citizen GG was mentioning about Livid Gaming, is the fact that they have decided to enter the roster uh, of the playoff. Uh, the I mean, the Canadian division in order inside their um, group stage in which they have acquired a Rainbow Six um, team. So the team is composed of Zigallo, Omega, Spectrum with a K, Kaugi, and Rowdy Auli. Um, good luck, guys. I see f- four Canadians and one American. Good luck, guys. Um, hope you make it through your bracket. And after that, I'll see you guys in the finals, hopefully. Um, and after that, obviously, my sponsoring team, Mirage, um, they've uh, announced their requirement uh, right slightly after uh, my interview with Carl, uh, the founder of Northern Arena. Once they announced that, I was super happy in the fact that they were able to get into uh, as a qualifier to the Canadian division. And that means that, you know... Uh, if they reach it all the way to the finals and qualify for as first place, they're going to be part of, part of the North American qualifier. And after that, once in there, they are in that particular bracket, they can shoot for the six majors. Um, another important thing, just to, just for the fact that I am a partisan of Livid Gaming and Mirage Esports, I need to give a shout out to Nord, the Nordic. Uh, esports because the fact that I did take a few BTS pictures of the Nordic uh, with a K um, teams when they were here at Lanterts and at Dreamhack Montreal 2019. I 
um, saw their banners and I saw their uh, shirts and everything. Like I did a few BTS on on their group. Good good luck to them. Um, obviously, I'm voting for Mirage, but you know, as a second vote, I would like to see Livid Gaming going towards the end. You know, gotta support uh, the people that that I know basically. Um, for those who are interested, uh, this particular tournament finishes uh, at the end of the month. So basically roughly on the 24th of July. Um, and basically it's considered a major tier because of the fact that obviously there is there is a bit of money prize pool. And obviously you get seated into the North American qualifier in which you get some tournament circuit point league in order to tally up the fact that depending on how many points you get you may get uh, a chance to be participating in the six majors and then after that the inter- international six which is going to be in 2021 and for those who don't know the international six is considered as the super bowl of the rainbow six series um because the fact that you know you built your team, you built your roster, you built your organization around this to qualify as one of the teams to go to the sixth international, which is, by the way, in is hosted in Montreal itself at Place Belle, which is in Laval, which is pretty close to where I live. And um, what's amazing about it is the fact that, as I mentioned with uh, Carl and Citizen GG, is the fact that, you know, Having Ubisoft, Montreal supporting this, and after that hosting a such a big tournament um, in "quote unquote" Quebec, you know, even though it's in "quote unquote" Laval, you know, you know, Laval is not that far away from Montreal, so you can say Montreal, Bruyne, and everything. So, you know, I mean, I mean, these are the important parts uh, that needs to be raised. The fact that um, that's why I like. Rainbow Six itself, it's a stri- strategic kind of mindset. It's an FPS uh, with a strategic mindset. Um, a lot of community-driven uh, response. Uh, I like the strategy behind it because the fact that you know, you're know you attacking and you're defending units are 100% different. You know, the destructible set is very unique. If you find your your enemy is behind a wall, blast through the wall if it's possible. Breach the wall if it's possible, and you get a kill. Um, I've gotten a kill with frost with a bear trap before, and after I I died, so like I felt very satisfied to be able to help my teammates out uh, despite death. Um, so I'm looking forward to see what's gonna happen. Hopefully. I don't know if Land OTS and Rainbow Six is actually listening to my podcast. You know, I'm just a little podcast here and there. Um, one of the most important thing that was very disappointing in 2020 is the fact that Land OTS and Rainbow Six was happening at the same time. So therefore, there was no Rainbow Six tournament at Land OTS and the fact that there was a lot less foot traffic because of it. Hopefully, both entities can, you know, coordinate with each other or you know i know i understand that the major six has priority because it's it's a two million dollar plus a tournament and everything and it's owned by ubisoft and you know ubisoft being who are you guys to tell us to move our date and everything but 
somebody needs to be humble and move their date so that there's no collisions so that we can have more participants here in Montreal to be able to play and have more visibility and everything you know uh, that is super important uh, in my opinion so that everybody gets a taste of it and the fact that you know LAN OTS it's a land game it's an offline tournament and the fact that a lot of people are a lot of Quebec um, players looks very forward to play at LAN OTS as a land game obviously there's also DreamHack but it's to each their own I know for a fact that Land OTS itself, you know, being in the winter season, it's kind of harsh. But the thing is, I've seen a lot of people out there that I know that just looks forward to it um, as as a break. You know, between November to um, February, roughly, it's um, kind of like a mini break like you know winter break with the harsh winter of snow inside the quebec region and and everything you need a break on uh getting a land game and everything on top of that you know there's a lot of indie um developers that pops out there are merchant merch merchants that i that have uh, came out so we have ponto and miss pum pixel art that came out during that time and on top of that cosplayers there was a cosplay tournament uh masquerade sorry um during that time so it gives the opportunity for everybody to get out into from winter confinement so i'm looking forward to that hopefully 2021 will be much more calmer in terms of climate and everything. Or, you know, who knows? Maybe the virus freezes over and says, F this, Montreal. Let's move on. So, another thing that I've been observing, such as uh, when I created my rant about women in esports and everything, and how there's certain tournaments that are happening soon. Well, DreamHack um, Showdown, which is uh, the women tournaments... Uh, of CSGO. Uh, the qualifying teams have been announced, and I'm looking specifically at the North American team. Uh, nothing against the European team. Um, you know, diff- uh, it's just that the fact that I look over the roster so far of the qualifying teams. Uh, obviously, the invited team is Dignitas female CSGO team. You know, I've met one of them and I've been paying attention to their team. They've been uh, doing very well. And after that, obviously CLG Red, which is another division of the CL- CLG organization who have a very successful female CSGO team um, that I've been paying uh, attention to. But let's look at the others. Um, and I've been seeing a lot of people that I've met before um, or that I've been paying attention uh, thanks to Red Fuel. Uh, they've created their own team and successfully qualified for on the Indian Open Qualifier. So we have Able Esports White. I can see that there's a Smiley there and Bouchard. Um, congratulations, girls. Then after that, there's Dangerous Games. I don't, unfortunately, I don't know anybody in that particular team, but Silhouette, Silhouette, I see um, somebody there, Athena. I met her. I actually took a few headshots from her. 
uh, at Lanotius and at Dreamhack Montreal, the first one, all the way back. And obviously, that's what she said, which is actually a very interesting organization team. Um, I'm pretty sure that my coworkers in the mor my morning job would love that actual team, but I think our manager would actually spank us for that. That team actually has Miss Harvey. Congratulations. So, um, qualifiers, uh, open qualifiers has finished. Now we're going into uh, the next round, and hopefully we'll see what's going on from that. So if you're into CSGO, you're in specifically in the female division, look out for the European and the North American Showdown Summer Tournaments. We'll see what's going on from there. And there's another tournament tournament happening soon. Um, there was an invite um, by, let me get that name, uh, Dignitas. One of the players from Dignitas sent out an invite on trying to create an up-and-coming tournament. Let's see what's going on there. So, and in other news, the fighting game community has been royally shook up by, you know, allegations and everything. Uh, you know, Evo has been officially canceled because a lot of the major developers of certain games such as Capcom, uh, NetherRealm for MK and so forth has decided to withdraw. Players has decided to withdraw, so such as Sonic Fox has decided to withdraw from the tournaments and would like um uh would like to to get away from the toxicity until new management and safe playing for all sorts of people can be able to to calm itself down basically um and you know it's it it is quote unquote a black mark oh my god the tournament's been canceled and everything but i look at it on a positive side i think a lot of people have been checking out as a positive side is the fact that this needed to be happening this needed to be said and due to the fact that there was a problem now there's start of conversation on how to make it safer how to educate other people people that has affected this particular uh, community um has been quote unquote raised uh basically as you know please look out for these type of people and the fact that they need some yeah, they, they they need they quote unquote need to be reflecting on their actions and everything. Um and obviously we should also not only raise the questions and everything, but the thing is, um as per my interview with Mark, uh, which happens to be a uh, very uh listened to, one of the top listened to um podcasts that I uh, episode that I had so far. Uh, among, I think, six of the highly played podcasts. Um, the fact that he described all the intricacy and how niche the fighting game community uh, is, I appreciate a lot of people that are, are rallying behind the positivity of the fighting game community because the fact that I've been to different type of conventions, um, DreamHack, Lano TS, 
Montreal Comic Con, Otakuthon, and everything. And when there is a fighting game tournament, like fighting game area zone and everything, it's doesn't fill up such similar to like where the land games are. But the thing is, everybody hovering over each other with the controllers and everything. It and and everybody's looking over everybody's shoulders and 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 everything makes it such an awesome community behind it. So basically anybody that so far has been part of a fighting game community and that has been trying to bring more uh, values towards it. So basically um, organizing it, smaller tournaments, weekly tournaments, or so forth. So I know for a fact that we have the Montreal uh, gaming community plus the Sma- uh, Super, Super Smash Brothers Montreal gaming community that have weekly and monthly tournaments on top of that my a friend mark comes all the way down to uh, from ottawa thank you for doing the drive and enjoying the community at esports uh central uh in which they have uh the monthly throwdown and everything and as you can see the fact that you know if you drive two hours worth just to see and say what's up to community members that it shows huge respect towards um how you feel around the the fighting game community itself you know so that's something very important to you know see and appreciate everything and big ass for anybody that's out there to actually listen to this particular podcast we always talk about negativity on what we've been seeing you know ousting uh, people that are toxic, ousting people that are negative, sexist, racist, and so forth. But something at my work, uh, I've starting to acknowledge is the fact that sure we can bring out all the ne- negativity, but it's very important, and I see this in the cosplay community a lot. Is the fact that you need to give shoutouts for anybody that's out there that you really appreciate who they are or something that they've done to you or towards the community. So I know for a fact that there's a lot of um, IG uh, IG story trains. So basically uh, trends. So basically, you know, chain of tag three people, say something and, and so forth. And in the cosplay community, there's a lot of that. So basically there's a lot of po- uh, positivity. It's like uh, name three cosplayer that you appreciate. Yada, 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 yada and so forth. Um, I believe that in the esports industry, the video game industry, there needs to be that type of positive reinforcement too. If And don't let it only be the players, right? So basically, think of your photographers, videographers, your banners, your overlayers, uh, your creative art. So... Uh, I'll give a shout out to uh, if he's actually listening, Romeo, Romeo, uh, Girard. So he's a young kid who works with Mirage that did their intro recently inside the Rainbow Six um, space. So you know he's a graphic artist. He's still in school and everything. He's completing his portfolio and everything. And the fact that you know Mirage Esports. Um, bar, uh, gave him a chance in order to showcase his skill and everything. Big ups to him. 
Um, you know, big ups to Sheik with a Q, Sheikwear. Um, he's he actually created one of my um, hoodies. So I went back and forth with him on the design and everything. And obviously, if you're in the Quebec esports world, he did a lot of the the the, the merchandising of of several teams. I'm thinking of uh, Psychotic Gaming. He did uh, Mirage way back then, not the new edition, the older edition, unfortunately. But uh, he did compose a few of the the stuff uh, and concept and everything. So if you have the black and gold edition, that was actually his design. Um, then after, obviously, there's, uh, I think Nordique is also with him. I might be wrong. Um, a lot of the collegial, the CJEPs and the university ones are made by him um, and, and so forth. Big ups to him because the fact that, you know, if you want to be an authentic team or you have to rep- represent your own brand and everything with high quality, um, you need somebody that's that that's like him you know and especially since he's local he's from montreal you gotta give him props uh for being that particular space and you know if you are a team and you're trying to look at oh how can i get something that represent me uh at a cheap cost you're gonna get it out of uh, cheap quality when i contacted him um for my layout i paid his fees for the design and everything obviously my logo itself I paid somebody else to do my logo and everything, which was a revamp from my initial logo. Um, at the end of it, he gave me in a back and forth movement on showcasing the back part, the front part, and all the ideas that he he had over it. That we had, obviously we readjust, we talked about it. Uh, once the final product has been completed, I met up with him. I received the product. And he mentioned that there was some discoloration on the color and he would have a second round uh, from his suppliers and his suppliers did give him a new one to compensate. And I'm totally satisfied with it. And it's the fact that he jumped the gun and told me that there was quote unquote a imperfection and the fact that he had, he will adjust accordingly very soon. And he apologized for it. And I'm like, he gave, Huge professionalism on building the product and after that, giving a after service is also very important. And I think a lot of the big box stores, for example, don't realize the fact that giving after service um, is very important. Like after purchasing, like the customer service behind it is required as an important factor in, um, in order to buy something. So big ups big ups to him so it's not only the players that you need to be thankful for but it's everybody behind it so basically when you're producing a tv series for example don't forget about your producers your extras your makeup artists your costume uh, people your cameraman your assistants and everything your caterers basically the one that feeds you if there's actually a catering service please thank the chef because the fact that they have to buy and create um items to feed everybody that's on set um in a timely matter delicious sustainable and everything and if you have special requirements that's also an extra for example so don't um so back to the esports scene or everything um don't forget to thank your web hosts your web designer and so forth yes it could have been a one-off contract 
but still thank them because the fact that that still represents you and everything. And if somebody that's part of your organization, go thank that particular person. Same thing with the cosplay world. Um, it's very fun to the fact that, you know, all cosplayers are supporting your cosplayers and so forth. But don't forget to to thank anybody else, like your parents, for example. If your parents uh, took took you to Montreal Comic Con or Otakuthon, uh, during their Saturday and Sunday and the fact that you know they had a rough week but they still did it go thank them and everything go uh, if you're an older folk such as like myself and you have passed the the age of where you can actually uh, be with your parents or or something like that and you are independent and or and you have a significant other thank your significant other for being there for you and everything it goes a long way. Sometimes saying thanks without realizing it and also picking somebody that's not the usual suspect. So as I mentioned, do thank your significant other. But the thing is, sometimes if you do it because you're told, it doesn't. it's not seem genuine. But the thing is, if you do it out of the blue, you're thanking your makeup artist, for example. Um, and which it has been several weeks, several months after the fact that you've been on a photo shoot or whatever there is hey it will mean something a, a lot a bit more to them to the person that's receiving the compliment than to do it while everybody's doing it similar to how racism sexism and stuff like that if you are just thinking about it now since the, the movement has happened you maybe are just part of the wave and you're not thinking about it if you're doing it off timing, then it becomes more significant. So as I mentioned, I've mentioned a few people uh, on today's podcast, but I've done it on other solo podcasts where they need deserve they deserve recognitions despite the fact that it might be off season, for example, but they do need recognition for their craft uh, that I like, that I've seen that they're they're performing well and everything, and they just need an extra validation the fact that you know their their craft if it means something to them they're doing good through my eyes and i would suggest that you know give them also a big props so that is it for this particular solo podcast so just a small recap please go ahead and spread some positive vibes by thanking a unsung hero from your particular organization. And if you're in eSport, if you're in cosplay, go thank some photographers, go thank some makeup artists, go thanks um, a, a store, for example. I know for a fact that Fabricville is a enterprise and everything, but be thankful that they're around because of the fact that without them, your cosplay material might cost more than what you think and, you know, uh, and everything. Uh, second off, DreamHack Showdown Summer 2020, North America. Go cheer on these wonderful ladies on their gaming. Um, and don't forget the European part too. So in Europe, don't forget to cheer on Galaxy Racer Female Division, Team Originem, Team Def Fox, Giant Gaming, the Female Division, Arcane Wave, and Skeddies. Um, That's the European dreamhack showdown summer division uh and finally the north uh canadian the canadian stage 
good luck through the Canadian players that are part of the 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 current Canadian uh, Canada division. Good luck also to the U.S. division because obviously they've worked very hard to be part of it in order to go towards the North American division and everything. Every and speaking on Sung Heroes, make sure to big a huge thumbs up to all the commentators, analysts, hosts, observers that are part of the um, production crew in order to give you the best uh, experience in order to view this and everything. Um, they need to be recognized also. So don't forget to also encourage them. Give them a big thumbs up on Twitter and everything. If you know who they are, just just say, hey, man, uh, you're doing an awesome job. Uh, I don't know if you're getting paid or not, but thank you for being there in order to commentate, analyze, showcase this particular um, view. Uh, I mean, this particular match. And I really enjoy what you're doing. Even if you're not enjoying and you want to help them to improve and everything, be mindful of what you're saying to them so that you can pull them aside. Hey, you know, sometimes you you pause too much or, oh, you need to fact check a bit more. That's your prerogative. But all just be mindful of who you're talking with. Uh, the fact that, you know, there might not be paid for this particular gig and everything. Or they're taking um, a very small monetary um, revenue from it. but And they're strictly doing this out of the love of the game and everything. Or it could be very good for their portfolio, for example. Um, or if somebody else gave them the call and it's like, we really need you to do this in order to give the best production value as possible. Well, give them a hands claps. That is it for me. This is Ninja again, aka GL, and I'll see you next time. And boom. You have reached the end of the Chronicles of the Event Ninja. Thank you very much. Now, if you be so kind, you can follow me on Instagram at, at shotbygl, on Twitter at shotbygl514, and also do not forget to visit any of the links that I've put on the show notes in terms of mentions or from my guests itself. And I will see you next time.